Shout out to J.R. Walker and the All-Stars. What's happening, people? Your man Brandon in that building tonight. And tonight we're going classic. We're going, well, you know how we always get down on Brandon after dark. But also we got we got a little twist, a little, little, little something going on for you for the rest of the night. Once again, I hope everybody's a busy work day or work weekend is officially over. You can relax, chill, kick back. Do what you're supposed to do and just listen to some nice interviews, some nice music, and then some. So lock your seatbelts in. Let's get it on tonight. And like I said, the, the, the sounds of J.I. Walker and the All-Stars is definitely a, a big deal. And when I, when I say it's a big deal, it's, you know, a lot, of, a lot of different sounds that come out of Motown uh, throughout the years. And, you know, a lot of people definitely need to pay attention to uh, J.I. Walker uh, and his contributions to music, um, but not only that, um, we got we got some we got some legacies to talk about. We got some books that's 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 out, or you know we we got to we got to discuss it somewhat. So you know we have you know we're gonna have Mr. Uh, Derek Dewalt in as well, I'm sure. But also I got the man I got the man in the house tonight. He goes by the he goes by the name of Mr. Cumbone Abiyani. And he is here to discuss the book. Obi, what's good, man? All right, everything everything is everything. What's up with you, man? Thanks for having uh, me on the show. I appreciate it. I appreciate you uh, calling in, and I'm I'm gonna get right to it. Um, the book that talks about the uh, the 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 life of of J.R. Walker and and his, his uh, talks about his music, his life, and and everything through uh, his, his son's eyes, like. Um, give us the 411 as far as how it all came to be, as far as how it was put together between you and his, and, and his son. Because you're the author. Let me, let me make sure I, I make it right as far as you're, you're, you're the guy that put it together, right? Right, right. I'm the author. Uh, uh, I talked to Derek earlier, and I haven't been able to find him since. So <laughs> I'm sorry that he's not here. Maybe he'll give me a call. That's okay. We, we, you know, we, you, you know how we do. It's live radio. We, we can, we gonna continue on until he gets here, and then we gonna, we gonna pick up speed. So that's how we go. Okay. Well, what happened was that Junior, I mean, uh, Derek had been trying to uh, uh, get it together and get something done about uh, his his dad's for a while uh, because his dad died in '95, and right. there had been various court proceedings and what have you, and uh, he wanted to get the story out and. Uh, he bumped into uh, my brother, who's an actor, and then my brother uh, suggested myself, and I'm a writer, and uh, we clicked from day one because I'm I'm a saxophonist, I play saxophone, and uh, I play alto, and I can't play tenor. And uh, he started telling me what he had in mind, and I said, okay, let's let's, let's go for it. And uh, I started doing interviews with him, he and his mom, and the musicians, the remaining musicians who played in this band. And uh, it took on a life of its own and rolled from there. When when it comes to the the book, um, and 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 I, and I you know hearing press releases or or you know clips or you know just just some bio or information about it. Um, to me, I think it's kind of interesting just for the simple fact that you know J.I. Walker and the All Stars, of, of course, you know a lot of people know their sounds and their music. Um, and, and it has a footprint in uh, in Motown's legacy. Um, why why did it take so long for it to actually come together? You mean the book? Yes, sir. Well, uh, I think that it takes a while for for young people for people to grieve 
and right. uh, there were there are eleven of them, as it says in the book. He has uh, Derek has five brothers and sisters before him and five after him, and he's in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, it took a while for them to um, uh, decide who was going to do the book, and then everybody had different ideas, and then Derek took it upon himself. Also, there's been a lot of court proceedings, and they just won with EMI just this right. year, going from right. 1995 to now. Just imagine, they've been fighting that long, and uh, it, it, it took that long for them to decide who was going to do it, and once Derek took it on and uh, decided he was going to do it, and it was only one person working with it, and he found the author and someone to write it, it, uh, uh, it got together. But it just I think it takes a while when you're going through court and even now, there are people who are impersonating the Junior Walker and the All-Stars band right. who are not the band, even mm-hmm. now. Um, so it, it took a while because uh, there were circumstances. Is, is, there, is there a legal binding to that name? Because I've, I've heard so many people, man, throughout you know, my, my, my young career, and like I said, I wasn't around when, when, when Junior Walker and the All-Stars was, was really getting it in back in the 60s. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm hearing names. I'm hearing their names throughout the throughout the states and things like that. I mean, is there any, um, you know, any lockdown from the family to be able to say, hey, you can't use that name. That's copyright infringing on, upon you know That's the the legacy. You, you hit right on the problem. They have put uh, cease and desist orders, and they've stopped just about all the bands. I think except for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what some of the bands have done. Uh, is that they won't play in the states, but they will go to Europe and play. And, You're kidding and, uh, me. It, yes, and interesting enough, Junior Walker is more popular there. They're still listening to him there more so than here. Interesting wow. enough. You go to Europe, man. It's very interesting. You hit England, France, Germany, uh, Holland. You hit the south of Spain. You hit Ireland and Wales. And all of these saxophonists want to sound like Junior Walker. And they all copy his style and copy his, his, his lick. So therefore, when these 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 um, perpetrators, these imposters, they get a band together and they go to Europe and they go up under the name of Junior Walker and All Stars and people turn out. When uh, Derek uh, and he has the Junior Walker and All Star band now, which is one of the original bass players who was there, named guy named Hackaway, who took right. over after the other guys left. Hackaway and them are playing. He said they couldn't get off the bus. They were mobbed so much. And when they heard that his Junior Walker's actual son, mm-hmm. he said they, they went crazy in Europe. And his son, um, Altry, was playing on drums. He had another brother named Lloyd who plays the saxophone and sings like his dad. It's just that the band is not able to work enough because of these, these imposters that can't get gigs enough to keep it together. So... Mm. It's, and it's, it's a shame, but they keep fighting them and fighting them and fighting them. But you know how worms are. They'll find a way to get in anything. <laughs> that, is, that is too true. And, um, you know, the, I have yet to get the book, um, but it's available if you go to um, your website, right? Yes, www.jazzmaya.com. And you can and, order the book. It's www.jazzmaya, J-A-S-M-A-Y-A. Dot com, and you can order the book there. And, it's and, 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 and as the station goes, you know, while, while we're doing the interview, I'm literally multitasking and going on your website to make that purchase. One question that I, one question that I do have 
Well, you don't have to purchase a book. I I send you one. <laughs> well, well, well. I appreciate that. You can send me an autograph one, but I'm still gonna buy one though. That's just how you know. I I got I got to show that support, man. Because I mean, not only that, it's music history. When when I say music history, it's like you know, I I, I think about um, Junior Walker and the All Stars. Um, I, I think about so much uh, history that you know used to be in my. I used to hear it all the time in my parents' house. Uh, grand yeah. my, my grandparents. I, I hear so much of it. You know, as a lover of music, you know, you, you, you tend to you tend to gravitate and appreciate exactly what it what it is. And one one question that I had, because you brought up the, the, the Motown Records lawsuit, and I know you can't really probably talk about a whole lot, but just based on your opinion as far as that battle that was won um, via the uh, lawsuit with Motown Records, was was that was that win just a, a matter of you know, Motown has changed so much throughout the years. Is it because there was really no communication or, or a lack of uh, uh, support on their end to be able to kind of take care of the um, estate of the um, uh, of the Junior Walker family. Well, the Junior Walker family is outside of this of, of Motown. The estate mm -hmm. is is strictly for uh, for the, the Junior Walker family, and Motown is Motown. What happened between uh, for Junior and Motown? was something that happened only for Junior and not for the other artists. I see. So w what Junior did is basically uh, it's a breach of conflict and conflict of interest for a company to also be the managers for a company, for an artist. And uh, he won that, but I don't. the other artists at, at Motown, I don't think, I'm, I'm almost sure that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. uh, but Barry Gordy, from our reports, he respected uh, Junior a lot. Um, you know, and and as it public uh, uh, um, record companies are interesting. If their philosophy, for the most part, is that if you are lacking in knowledge and you don't have information and you don't contest the contracts and have a lawyer who can look at clauses, that is not their fault. It is right. your fault. And if you present yourself in a way in which you can uh, call it to question certain articles in a, in a contract and uh, make sure that the contract is working to your favor. If you don't have that, then it's not the, the record company's fault. It's your fault. So, you know, it's like something M.C. Hammer said. M.C. Hammer said, I remember when they asked him what advice he would give to young artists coming up, he said, get yourself a good lawyer and a good accountant and somebody to watch both of them. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. That is true. That is true. Because you know, he, he's a living proof of it. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. There you go. Absolutely. So Junior got him a good lawyer, and he took the, something from from what Louis Armstrong had said back in the 1920s. Mm -hmm. Joe Louis Armstrong said told told uh, uh, another artist who was coming up, another trumpet player, can't remember his name. He said, "What you do is that you get yourself a good Jewish lawyer because he's going to know the law, he's going to work for you, and you play your <laughs> horn, and you get yourself a good lawyer, uh, and uh, and then you know you have somebody." Watch them, but you get yourself a good lawyer, and you go in there and you and in, in the business, and and you do it. But you need to get yourself a lawyer, and when, so that when you walk into the record company, you have a lawyer. Not afterwards. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of curious about the uh, book, and people can actually go ahead and go to jazmaya.com, J-A-S-M-A-Y-A. Um, and, and make that purchase now, all you listeners that's listening. Um, one, one thing that I'm curious was was it when you put the when you start working with the family to put the book together, was it easy to be able to get any sound bites, so to speak, or 
or information from from the Motown um, machine during during the time you started putting it together? I didn't get anything from the Motown machine. Okay. What was it? Was it was it voluntarily like you asked and they declined, or was it just? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me say this: um, Motown has its own way of doing things, and right. uh, you just have to work with the way they have of doing things. Uh, Miss um, Martha Rees and Martha Rees and the Vandellas was very open, and she spoke. Uh, but let's say that other than that, it was. Um, it was a bit trying clad, huh? <laughs> yes. Well, you know, <laughs> every uh, businesses are like that, and, and and you're in the entertainment industry. Absolutely. Businesses are like that, and they cover Absolutely. their back very carefully. They cover their backs, and their backs are covered by somebody else's backs, and so on and so forth. I, oh. I definitely know where you're coming from. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what, your your opinion, and, and I know his son's not on, but um, just your opinion in, in dealing with the family. Do you do you know by any chance if you know during during the time that J.R. Walker and the All Stars was was really dealing with Motown? Um, overall, was there a sense of um, happiness as far as being a part of that machine back in the um, back in the day? Yes, uh, Junior was happy in 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 in, in one way. Um, and on the other hand, he said that they said that he felt like an, an outsider. Motown was the sound of young America, and it cultivated a very slick image. And Junior was um, was uh, was was a country boy, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, he didn't uh, he didn't grow up in, in Detroit. He grew up in in Arkansas, and then he went to um, to uh, Wisconsin, and then he went to Chicago, and then he settled in a small town in, 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 in Michigan, in Battle Creek, Michigan. And so he always felt like he was on the outside of, of, of that whole Motown image. He didn't mm -hmm. really fit in. However, and, and he traveled in his own bus. There was the Motown bus, but Junior traveled in his own bus, and he was the right. mechanic for his own bus. So he always felt as if he was on the outside, on the periphery. Though he was part of it, and he was on the tour, he still, you know, he was the kind of guy, I remember one time a, a person told me that they were in a little place called Bobo's Brazil in Venture Harbor, Michigan. Mm -hmm. And Junior was in there eating, and he took his teeth out and put them on the side and ate his greens with his fingers. <laughs> wow. Okay. Right? <laughs> you know, now, Motown is knives and forks and, you know, that whole image that they presented. Uh, right. So, therefore... There's, there was a difference there. Uh, however, his music, in terms of R&B, is as sophisticated as you can get. Just from yeah. what you were playing as, as 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 the show came on, I was listening to that. And I was thinking, listen to Junior riff yeah. over those horns and everything. Yeah, and he couldn't read a lick of music. Wow, wow. You know, no, and he's riffing through over there, and I counted this like the chords are coming. And he has no problems moving right, right through the chords and playing through it and playing through the chorus and harmonizing with the voices. When the voices would come in, he would he would change and adjust to it and play a harmony and then go back to the melody. Now, you, uh, only trained musicians, theoretically, those who've been to school, uh, are supposed to be able to do that. But he did it just through his ear and being and knowing, 
you know, knowing his horn. I mean, and you said it right on point when, when he, he can't read a lick of music, but he can play it like he's read it, you know, memorized it, and, and did it all his life. And that, you know, and, that, and that's a testament to, you know, like I said, man, talent, talent of, of music and passion of music goes a long way because if you're really passionate about what you want to do, and, and, and of course, obviously Junior wanted to do this, I mean, it, it shows by his music and what's been put down. Because, I mean, like you said, I mean, you know, the the Walk in the Night, the, tra the track we just played, you know, before the show kicked off, man, I love that song because of what you just said about you can hear you can hear certain riffs, certain things that, you know, okay, you know, he he blew that thing with passion. You could tell. And, 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 dig, and, and, and dig this, Brandon, it was only in two takes. Really? He listened, he listened to it one time. Yes, he said, you know, play it through, because everything, the rhythm track and the voices and everything had been laid down. He listened to it the first time, said he was fingering the horn, yes, and then the next time when we went through, he said, okay, start it. <laughs> <laughs> and he That's amazing. That's amazing. And he blows, and when it was finished, and he said, that's a take. Now let's go on to the next thing. <laughs> that is amazing, amazing. Not too many people probably know that or don't know that or whatever. As far as just you know, his 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 contributions to music is just that good. And 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 nowadays you you can you can basically you know correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you might co-sign on this. But you know when you have bands and groups and things like that. Um, they they don't they don't do all that stuff like they used to with the with, with the with, with the trombones and the horns and the whole deal no. like that. They don't do it. No, no, uh -uh. it's mostly with the machines. The tragedy, the tragedy is that is is that what has happened to happened to African American music in all the genres is that there are not a lot of young musicians who are coming out who can actually play. Unfortunately, right. some, something has happened. Some would attribute it to. Uh, back in the 1980s, when Nixon uh, dissolved—I mean, uh, uh, Reagan dissolved all of the the uh, the instrumental programs into the junior high schools and high schools. He took that away unless they were privately funded, which has to do with class and economics. If you're if the boosters, who are the the parents, if they don't give the money to buy the instruments, and you're in an area where it's lower income, where talent a lot of talent comes out of. And the, the the parents can't buy the instruments, then the people from those kind of working class to poor to lower middle class neighborhoods, then they can't get instruments, and therefore they don't have a band. Mm -hmm. So in, in return, our young musicians aren't coming out. We have some singers, but you know, where are the musicians? Right. You know, where are the basses? Where are the drummers? Um, uh, you know, I mean, I, what's the brother from who always has the fork in his hair? Um, I think he's from Roots. Questlove, is that his name? Right, right, right. Questlove, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the drummer. You know, the reason why I dig him so much is that, you know, he can actually play. Right. You know, and he can play. But there aren't, where, what band do, can you tell me of, and you can always correct me, what band, young band, can you tell me of where the, the young brothers who are the same age as the musicians who are on the stage playing together? <laughs> not, not many, or not any at all. Uh, it's, it's it's few and far between when it comes to just just being able to just I mean you you could you could easily 
especially nowadays, you can easily mask a a a, a track with with a lot of bunch of flaws and just you know add a bunch of dubs or you know yeah. and things like that. But you can't do that with bands. Like you know, if you got an awful uh, you know, drummer, and, and I, I'm not saying that to any of the drummers that's out there trying. I mean, if you're bad, you're you're gonna you're gonna be it's, it's, you're gonna you gotta really study, you gotta really practice, and you gotta really put a lot of hard work into it. And one one thing that I want to ask you, um, and and this is branded after dark. We have author, uh, we have author Cumbone Obayani. Obayani. Obagiani, got to make sure I get it get get it right. He's the he's the man behind the, the the Junior Walker story, the man behind the sax, which is available on a website. Go to jazmaya.com, J A S M A Y A. Um, have have the have the music is just music and bands for that matter. Have, have we just all gotten lazy in 2012? No, I don't think it's that. I think it's that that there are not a lot of opportunities. Now, a lot of programs which are fostering and encouraging young musicians to play. It's, it's not out there, you know. So, therefore, being the, the, the ingenious uh, culture which we are, uh, the young people, they use their voice. They, they, they rap, and some of them sing and, and play some of the instruments because they don't have access to the instruments. So, therefore, as always, in, 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 for African Americans to survive in this culture, we find other ways to create. We will not be held down. So I think it's just that there is not opportunity for them to pick up an instrument for young people to and to have access to instruments, and that is part of what has happened. Who who uh, should we blame? Because you know I'm 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 good at trying to throw you know fingers and pointing at, at folks and try to figure out who's to blame and what what we need to do to be able to get this back on deck. Because you're right. I mean, the, you know, let let let's talk about the school systems. They don't have those classic, you know, uh, uh, music classes like they used to back in the day. You know, I'm talking about elementary, junior high school, even high school for that matter. We don't, because I used to, you know, I used to never. I ne- I kid you not, over. I never liked playing the uh, the flute, but we had we had classes in junior high where you had no choice. You had to you had to do it. You had to do yeah. it. And now, those programs have primarily disappeared now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, you know, I don't know if it's something to blame. You know, you know, Brandon, man, it's 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 um, um, we have the resources to take care of our own. It's just a question of whether or not we do. You know, mm-hmm. if you got a poor kid um, and you have a working class neighborhood, a poor neighborhood, it is easier to put bread on the table than it is to you know, give money to the school, you right. know, the school is the school, and uh, so therefore, and the parents don't have, they are not economically um, stable enough to be able to contribute to uh, a music program or to buy computers the way they would from a more affluent neighborhood, uh, and those of us who have means uh, will contribute to the neighborhood in which our children go to, or their children go to, as opposed to looking back and dealing with those who haven't. So, you know, it's a question of doing for ourselves or waiting for someone else to do it. And if we wait for somebody else to do it, like the government, they're not going to do it. They're for <laughs> of, us, of us taking care of ourselves. You're going to be waiting a long time if you're waiting for somebody to be able to make moves for you. That is that is on point and true. And um, the one the question I have, and people definitely need to go check out the Junior Walker story, the man behind the sacks. Um, when when it comes to Junior Walker, was 
Was, was there ever points in his music career where he was just not happy, be it if it was after Motown or whatever? I think that in the early days when he was doing construction and playing at night and doing little gigs, he was, he was unhappy at that period. Uh, and then uh, when he would always, with the support of, 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 of Mrs. Walker, when uh, she gave him the go-ahead and he said he just wanted to live and just wanted to play music, and she said, you know, you take that dream and go out there after that, he, you know, he became happy. And then, I, let me take back, there's another period, whereas when um, he, the gigs weren't coming the way they were, he was at left Motown, he wasn't with Motown, and he had signed with another label, and they weren't behind him, and there was a lull there. Uh, and he wasn't getting a lot of gigs. However, being the genius that he was, mm -hmm. he said, okay, I'm going on the Chitlin Circuit. The Chitlin Circuit was these little small clubs which existed all across the United States, the American Legion Pulse, the, right. all of them. And uh, he started playing those in county fairs, and it, 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 it built back up, and he said, okay, since nobody's promoting my concerts and, and not my records and what have you, I'll mm -hmm. go to Europe. And so he figured it out. But there was a lull, there was a period there where it just was not happening. That was after Motown. Wow. And, you know, I, I guess you can kind of look at it from a lot of different reasons or different points as far as, you know, support. Because to me, I always feel like this. Everybody... Um, especially when you do music and, and, and you, you, you're being a part of a machine like Motown. And not only that, I mean, to me, I think anybody that has bigger-than-life music, of course, you know, Motown was a machine, but you got to look at the art form that was created by by certain people. And in this case, you know, Junior Walker and the All-Stars. My, my, whole, my whole take on it when it comes to just, just this elevation of music, it, it just seems like, and it could have started back then because it definitely feels like that now that we don't support our our music heroes like we should. And a lot of people tend to a lot of people tend to wait till they die in order to show their support. And you know, it, it to me I think that that appreciation um should become in abundance like, you know, when you do have a cer a certain person like, you know, let's just say Junior Walker if he was still living. Um, you know, and if, if you know finding gigs or doing something like that the you know, uh, again, I look at music as a fraternity. Your fraternity is supposed to look at it. Wow, you know, we need to reach out to this guy, and and and, and you know, help put him. You know, re reemerge him into the the music life, especially how it is nowadays. So that, that's my yeah. whole take on it. But it surprises me to be able to, you know, hear that. You know, a lot of people kind of went away from his his music and and what he what he was doing beforehand. Because I've heard about the Chitlin Circuits. And, you know, I had these I had these visions of it, you know, them performing in like, you know, small little, you know, little hole in the wall spots or whatever. But the appreciation was there for the people that enjoy music. Yes. You know, it, it's interesting. You're, you're right on, man. And, and a big respect to you for, for your perspective. If there are the whole AU Center of Moses Brown, Atlanta U, Emory, Clark College, um, then you go down to Fisk, Tuskegee, all those schools. If those schools alone brought in black artists, brought in artists who were making the music, 
those from the past, not only contemporary, those mm -hmm. artists would be able to survive. There are, and there are student unions all across the United States at colleges, at universities, who could bring in those artists. They, can, they, could, they could push for them to have a residency yep. you know, for a short period of time. When I was in undergraduate school, yeah, I went, to, I, went to, I went to Brown. Up at Amherst College, which was right up the road, in, in jazz alone, they had a, a saxophone named Archie Shep. They had the major drummer from the bebop era called Max Roach. They brought in Sonny Stitt. They brought in B.B. King. They brought in all these and gave them residencies, and they were teaching there, which kept those musicians uh, from living hand to mouth. Mm. For some reason, that has gone away. You know, it's unfortunate that at Howard University, the students had to strike to get a jazz department there because the school did not want a jazz department there. They wanted it to be classical music, and it has to do with the, the idea of, of, again, what you, what you said, is us not appreciating our own music. And right. if we did, it would make the situation very different. Um, but it's, it's, it's possible if we got behind our artists. You know, this a whole generation from the bebop era is almost dead now, except for Sonny Rollins is still alive. Yep. Yes, B.B. King is still alive, but he's yep. on his last legs. You know, these mm -hmm. are all senior gentlemen in their 80s. Mm -hmm. If the schools get behind them, you know, they could have different lives, and they could pass the tradition on. Chuck Berry's still alive. Little Richard's still alive, you know, and it could, it could, the tr tradition could be passed on if mm -hmm. we got behind it. Why, why, do you, why, why do you feel it? I mean, well, you know, my, my whole take on it is kind of like we, we didn't already talked about it, but it just, it, it's just a shame, man, that, you know, here we are and we have so many talented artists that still live in. And not only that, I mean, you know, we have talented artists that passed away, like, like Junior um, and others. Um, and they every it seemed like the nation would just you know hold a candlelight visual visual for a couple of days, and then they just go back and ignore what was actually meant when it comes to music because music is, is is it's a it's a livelihood for so many artists and so many fans of of the artists and it's just it's just being the feeling I get and I love music to death not just the music where I came up from but also the classic music you know, from the back from the um, 40s, 50s, and 60s, and so on. It's just people just don't look at it and pay attention to it like they do and like they used to. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's unfortunate. One of the reasons is uh, that I really think that the young people, in many instances, are not exposed to it and are not aware of the histories and aware of the, of the tradition. Um, and, um, and and oh, but even I, even though we don't, even though they have internet access, they got YouTube access, they got you know they they can be able to get a semblance of some history, um, you know. But it's nothing better than you know. I used to I used to talk to my grandma before she passed away, and and she used to always talk about just just seeing BB King live and see and seeing um you know and J.R. Walker. Like I used to hear like stories like that, and it usually captured my attention because. You know that's that's music. That's history. Yeah, yeah and it's and it's there. You know, there are these tours now of the of the of of the bands, and and they're still kicking. Um, mm -hmm. It's interesting when you go there. Most of the population of those are either I'm sixty, are people who are my age, and then young Latinos, who right? 
who are sucking it up out here on the West Coast, and they're they're there. Um, it's a question of exposure. Um, you know, KJLH plays out here in California. KJLH plays oldies, and and you know, people get to hear them. Um, uh, it's just exposure. You can click on YouTube, but nothing is like being able, as we used to say, nothing like being able to see him sweat. Oh, you, <laughs> you got know? that right. You got that right. Uh, when they start getting down, and uh, Junior would take out his top teeth and uh, would play the horn without his, his the teeth in the top, and that's how he got that sound. Mm -hmm. Same thing with John Coltrane. He took out his teeth in the top and played, and that's how he got that sound. The same thing with Illinois Jacquette, all those guys. They took out their top teeth, and they gave him that tone that, that when you hear it, as soon as it comes out, you can hear and know that that's Junior Walker, that's John Coltrane, that's Illinois right. Jacquette, that's B.B. King and all that. If people aren't exposed to it and so that they can see them sweat and they don't hear it but how many promoters out there are going to are going to give them an opportunity they can still live in europe that's though. true this is, this is the contradiction of branded man in europe they can gig they can stay there all the time right and keep playing and in japan and in the philippines mm -hmm. and in korea they can gig over there uh but they couldn't survive if they stayed here so. It's it's, uh, it's funny over that you, you you talk about uh you know uh, John Coltrane and, and 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 Junior taking out their teeth to be able to get a sick a certain signature sound because not only did I hear the same same story you know <laughs> I used to hear people saying you know you know what if it wasn't for their teeth missing they probably wouldn't be able to put them uh them, them <laughs> sounds the way they put together you know what I mean that's like, real <laughs> that's real because you got your gums on top of the mic um, on top of the mouthpiece right so the mouthpiece, <laughs> if you get blowing the mouthpiece gets warm in your mouth the difference when you feel it on your gums and if you right. feel it on your <laughs> <laughs> man I used to hear that so much over the years man I love it and people definitely need to go make sure you check out the website to go get the get the book the Junior Walker story, the man behind the sax, released by um, Jazmaya Productions. Go to www.jazmaya.com. Make sure you go ahead and get that. And before we wrap it up, man, I gotta, I gotta ask you: when it comes to this book, um, what, what is a fan of music gonna walk away from once they're done reading it from cover to cover? They'll walk away with the evolution of. A musician and they'll see the evolution of the music but also how um, personal demons and issues that, that some individuals have it, it 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 affects them and affects their family and affects the music junior was a very complex individual mm -hmm. very complex like most artists uh, you'll find out in the book that uh, on one hand he was a loving father and on the other hand he uh, was very different towards um, his wife, you know, the woman who shared his life and who was the mother of his children, that he was very loving and very giving with the band, but then at times very distant from family uh, uh, because the, he was in the world of the music. And, you know, the music has a life of its own, and many times the contradiction is that those who have been blessed with that gift are not very personable. Right. You know, they give to the world everything, and when they come back home, there's less to give to family. And uh, But you will see from his early beginnings, when he got the horn, when he was like uh, eight, nine years old, all the way to the beginning, to, his, to the end of his life, 
that he followed that dream, that he followed that music, that he followed that gift that had been given to him, you know, by God and by the Creator and by the universe and all that. He followed it and developed it. You know, he, he, he was told to go out in the woods and play to develop his tone. He was told to mm -hmm. practice for hours. He was told to do all that. And he did it and got to the point to where he could do anything he wanted to on that horn. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, talent will only take you so far in life if you have right. no tech behind it. And he, he took talent and developed it into something else and until mastered it. And that's what you're going to get from the book. You see the tragedy, you see the beauty, you see the pain, and you'll see the ugliness that went right along with it. Mm. Amazing, amazing. I, I can't wait to uh, dive deep into the book and, 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 and get it going. And I appreciate you taking time to uh, hang out with me and talk about this legacy that this man has, uh, has given us in music and uh, don't be a stranger to the show, man. Come back and hang out with me and talk music anytime you want, brother. I'll, I'll do that, man. And, and uh, young man, I take my hat off to you and uh, big props and big love and everything. I really dig what you're doing. Keep it on. Keep on keeping on, as, well, as we would say. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate it. That is Mr. Oba. He is the guy that is in charge. Go to www.jazzmayaproductions, actually jazzmaya, J-A-S-M-A-Y-A.com. Get the story, the Junior Walker story, the man behind the sacks. Uh, more music all the time right here, branded after dark.